Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and right alongside, of course, each and every week is none other than LPGA professional and Legends Tour player Cindy Miller, and we are, of course, the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. We've got a great show this morning. We're going to be joined here in just a moment by uh, Debbie Wakus, and, of course, the legendary Marilyn Smith is going to be joining us here. We're going to connect her with her in just a moment. But uh, let me just remind everybody, of course, we are live uh, every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And best way to find us, of course, is go to blogtalkradio.com and type in Women of Golf uh, and up in the search key, and that will take you to the main page. And as I said, every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, we'll be there live. Uh, for some reason, if you can't join us live, not to worry. Just visit that link and scroll down to the on-demand section. Of course, all of the shows are uh, uh, recorded, so you can listen to all of the previously aired shows in the on-demand section. Or you can also check us out at iTunes.com, excuse me, iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and now TalkStreamLive.com as well. So just, again, visit any of those social media platforms and just type in Women of Golf, and you'll be able to find us there as well. We'll always love to hear from you. You're welcome to call in during our live broadcast on Tuesdays. Uh, the number to call is area code 347-945-5855. And uh, also you can reach out uh, to our respective emails. Cindy is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is Ted golftalklive at gmail.com. As I mentioned, we've got uh, two great guests joining us this morning. I'm going to introduce them, Cindy, here in just a minute. But uh, if everyone will forgive me for just a second, I'm going to connect with Marilyn uh, and just uh, call out, and then I'm going to do the formal introduction and bring everybody on. So let me just uh, reach out to her and uh, make sure that she is going to be with us. <laughs> Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Marilyn, and welcome. Good morning, Marilyn. Welcome. Is this Ken? This is, this is Ted. Ted, Marilyn. Ted. Hi, Ted. Yeah. Ted and Cindy. Yeah, and hello. That's correct. Oh boy. Good morning. I'm awake. <laughs> I got up at five. <laughs> that. That's good. Well, thank you for joining us. Let me just just hold tight, ladies, for one second. I'm just going to do a, a very brief introduction for both of you. And then we'll do a little more official welcome, but I just wanted to make sure you were connected with the show. Um, As I mentioned, of course, we're joined by two great guests this morning, uh, Debbie Wittkus, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to, of course, uh, a little more formally introduce as well, Marilyn. Uh, Debbie Wittkus, of course, is a speaker, author, and consultant who founded Golf for Cause back in 2000 uh, in an effort to empower businesswomen through golf. She's also the co-tournament director for the Marilyn Smith LBJ Charity Pro-Am, Uh, which is going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll tell you more about that as we go along. 
She's also the past president of Women in Golf Industry and co-founder of the National Women's Golf Alliance. Uh, Debbie innovatively helps organize, uh, organizations uh, marry golf with their strategic objectives, uh, or as she would say, turn golf into gold. Uh, her book, Get Your Golf On, is available on Amazon, uh, along with the EWGA's foundation book, uh, Teeing Up for Success, uh, in which Debbie is a contributing author. And you can get all that information at her website, www.golfforcause.com. And, of course, I mentioned the legendary Marilyn Smith is joining us now as well. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about her, for those of you that maybe are not familiar. At age 20, Marilyn Smith was one of the 13 co-founders of the LPGA, uh, she was and still known as one of the game's greatest ambassadors. And during her career, she won 21 LPGA tournaments, including two majors, uh, received the first Patty Berg Award for Distinguished Service, uh, was also awarded the Golf Digest LPGA Founders Cup uh, for her dedication to charitable services, uh, created and promoted the first senior LPGA tournament, and served as the LPGA's president from 1958 to 1960. Uh, she also helped start the LPGA uh, Teacher and Club Professionals a division as well, along with Shirley Spork, uh, has met six U.S. presidents as when, and was inducted into numerous uh, halls of fame, including the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2006 <laughs> under the Lifetime Achievement category. And I don't think I could repeat all of that again, but ladies, welcome to the Women of Golf Show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> you woke me up. <laughs> Thank you, Good sir. Morning, nice ladies. to be on Good your show. Hi, Betty Debbie. How are well, you, Debbie? <laughs> Hello. Well, we're honored. I'm here. Yeah, we're honored to have. Yeah, we're honored to have both of you on. Um, Cindy, I'm just going to start off real quick, if you don't mind, and then I'll throw it over to you. I know you'll have some questions as well. All right. Yes. And I think. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, all right. Debbie, actually, I want to start with you, if you don't mind, for just a second. We're going to talk about the tournament a little bit. We've got basically an hour, so we've got lots of, lots of time. But I want to talk about, because I know you're a very effective networker in, in getting things organized uh, and, and getting people out to the golf course, and that's I know, has been a passion of yours, as I know it has been for Maryland's. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about networking to really – uh, not only get people out to the golf course, but develop lifelong relationships. Would you maybe just touch a little bit about that? Because I know that's really what you're doing with Golf for Cause, correct? Yes, it is, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I'm, I chuckle, you know, same way Marilyn pinches herself with the life that she's had through golf when that wasn't her intention. I, I grew up an athlete and in Cindy's neck of the wood in Buffalo, New York, where it's a doing place and we skied and we ran and we played every sport under the sun and we swam in the river and, and, and you name it. And golf wasn't on my radar screen. And in fact, I never even considered golf a sport because there wasn't a team and, you know, all of that, you know, you don't right. break a sweat. And I, you know, I, when I was working, you know, the guys were hovering over the cubicles and they're talking about this golf outing and this and that. And I, I worked in a marketing department for a, an international company. And um, it was it was fascinating to me as, as, as we, those of us who were the worker bees, judged these guys hanging over their cubicles about how the, we were doing the real work, you know. <laughs> and, right. and lo and behold, <laughs> I got dragged out, and I happened to have been pregnant at the time, too, 
and I had zero expectations clearly about this whole adventure. And lo and behold, what what I had been missing, I hadn't realized. And immediately, the way that it connected me with others in my workplace to begin with, and then as as for a personal activity for being able to go out and be with others, and it didn't matter what my skill set was. And, and, and I will say I was fortunate in that I had been an athlete. I was able to take in what the playing field and, and the environment was like. And, and if someone looked at me funny, I, I knew there was a reason, and I wasn't bashful. And I said, okay, so did I do something that was inappropriate? You know, I, I wanted to be respectful of the, of the environment that I was in and, and figure out the best way to bring my personality and my skill set to it. And I, so for that reason, I think um, I, I was very, very fortunate. And I know there are so many people now, especially business women, who are like who, who know that they 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 should add golf to their toolboxes, and the, all these layers of intimidation. And I didn't have that because I didn't really care. <laughs> Right. I was invited by people that I worked with, and actually, I was relative. I was their boss. I was their lead report. So um, they had to be nice to me, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know, but right. the, the pressure that can be put on someone when they feel like they need to do this, when all you want to do is take a step back and 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 say, how do I bring myself, my personality, my skill set to this environment, and and have fun with it and let your personality shine. And that's when someone will want to network with you or further a relationship with you because I think what what we've all experienced around the game of golf is that we're human with each other. You know, the desk is gone, the 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 stiff wardrobe is gone, the the right. the adapted style of how we're supposed to be in an environment, whether it's work or even in your family relationships, how you're supposed to be in, in your family, um, all that gets stripped away, and we learn how to celebrate and commiserate with each other, and and, and golf is an amazing vehicle for that. Yeah, well said. And, and Cindy, you know as well, I mean, you obviously got into the game um, not just to, to be able to play competitively, but obviously to be able to network and, and give back by, by helping to teach other players. Do you concur with a lot of what Debbie just said? Absolutely. She's right on the money. Yeah. And, and no you wonder know, for, I like you so much, of... Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who. <laughs> Who doesn't like Cindy Miller? I mean, she's a powerhouse in the game and just uh, gives so much <laughs> mm-hmm. of her time and, and just does uh, so many great things to, to help so many others. All right, Marilyn, I, I want to um, get you into the conversation here uh, as well. And, and again, thank you for joining Cindy and I this morning. Um, I, I want to ask you something specific, Marilyn, about, uh, and I want you to go back, obviously, to uh, an earlier time when uh, just before the LPJ uh was, was really founded by you and, and others like Shirley Spork and, and many of the other great uh, ladies that, that started it. You obviously um, enjoyed playing golf, uh, as, as Debbie just pointed <laughs> out. You enjoyed getting out there and, and competing, uh, but it wasn't always a, a level playing field. Just explain for those that maybe don't fully understand the story why you guys developed and formed the LPGA. 
Well, let me ask to tell you this. I wanted to pitch uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. My in my youth, 10, 10, 11, 12 years old, I was the pitcher, the coach, and the manager of a boys' baseball team. And uh, when I came home from pitching one day, my mother said, "Well, how'd you do today, dear?" And I threw my mitt against the wall and I said, "Oh, a four-letter word I picked up from the boys." <laughs> and she marched me to the laboratory and washed my mouth out with soap. And when my dad came home, he told her. She told him what I had said, and he said, we better take her out to the Wichita Country Club, this is Wichita, Kansas, and teach her a more ladylike right. sport. So that's how I got interested in golf, and I thought, gosh, what a sissy game. You know, you hit a ball and walk after it, but you you <laughs> soon find out a humbling game. And uh, But, um, you know, back in those days, in the 40s, uh, girls weren't supposed to be playing golf. We were supposed to be married and have children and doing the dishes and, right. you know, raising a family. So it was quite unusual that um, in 1950, in my hometown of Wichita, Kansas, at the Rolling Hills Country Club, uh, 13 of us um, gave birth to the LPGA, and uh, uh, we faced uh, quite a few physical challenges in those early days. Uh, we traveled mm-hmm. by car, often caravan style, and we had long distances like... Uh, Spokane, Washington, to Waterloo, Iowa, 1,600 miles. So, uh, and we wow. played courses. People don't realize we played courses from the men's tees, 6,400 to 6,900 yards long. And the Concord Hotel in Kayamesha, New York, uh, didn't want us to score well, so they pushed us way back. And it rained the night before, and the course played about 7,200. Yards long, and Shirley Englehorn shot right. 77, 76, 76, uh, hitting a two iron off the shot, some off the tee sometimes to go over the water puddles, you know, in the, the fairway. So, uh, <laughs> but I wanted to tell you about one one uh, tournament we had in Chicago, and, they, and the wind was blowing about 60 miles an hour, and I was playing golf with uh, Louise Suggs, Shirley Spork, and. Um, uh, in fact, one, uh, Shirley took a swing one time, and the wind blew her over, and she, she whiffed the ball, and we laughed, you know. We thought that was funny. <laughs> well, when we ended up, Louise Suggs shot a 78 in that 60-mile-an-hour wind. And um, I don't wow. I don't think we compare the girls of yesteryear with the girls today because, as you know, Babes Harris was our uh, marquee player. And right. she died in 1956. We almost went. Uh, down the drain, so to speak. And uh, so a lot of us uh, decided we better go into some public relations work there. And I would hit golf balls at major league ballparks <laughs> from home plate out to uh, center field and then get on the mic and, and tell the fans to come out and watch us play golf at this tournament that was nearby. And um, then there was one time we, uh, Shirley Spork and I went to a boxing match, and we were supposed to get in the ring, you know, after the match was over, and get on the microphone. Well, this one fellow was just pulverizing this other fellow, and a lot of blood, excuse mm. me, but I got woozy at that. But didn't bother Shirley. She hopped through the ropes and got in the ring and got the microphone and told those those boxing uh, fans to come out and watch us play golf at this tournament nearby. So we did a lot of public relations work there uh, to, to keep us going. And one other thing... Um, uh, is it Ted? I had written down your name as Ted. Yes. Is it Ted? Yes, it's, Ted? yes, it is. Ted, Ted, and Cindy. 
now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well, one thing we did, we, we the girls performed all the duties now handled by a paid LPGA staff. Uh, we had a tournament committee who handled the roping of the course, the pin placements, and made the rulings. We had a pairings committee, a social chairman, treasurer who wrote the checks to us after we played. <laughs> they weren't mailed to us. And then 10% of our things went into the LPGA tourney uh, treasury. So, you know, it was it was really rough in those early days. And we, we right. appeared on radio you- and TV shows and press conferences and uh, everything to try to build a, you know, up to let people know that we, we could play golf too. Yeah, and you guys did a fantastic job. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize, uh, Marilyn, just how much hard work uh, the group of you did to really, uh, you know, give a foothold, if you will, to what we see today. I I think uh, a lot of the players, the young ladies that are playing uh, not only on the LPJ, but even on the the, uh, feeder tour, if you will, the Symmetra tour, I don't think really understand just where golf has come from for women, I mean, everybody understands the PGA Tour and, and things like that. And, and Cindy, I know you've got some uh, some questions, and, and obviously, I want you to, to jump in here as well. Um, but uh, you guys uh, have really set the groundwork for people like Cindy Miller's and like Annika Sorenstam and and all of these other great lady professionals that have followed you and and um, a job well done. I want to share one really quick thing about Shirley Spork, I have to say, and then, and then Cindy, I want you to, to jump in here. Um, about a year ago, I had the opportunity to interview Shirley on uh, my other evening show, Golf Talk Live, and it was a very, uh, very wonderful interview, but what was very funny about it was uh, it got to the point about 45 minutes, she had an hour as well, but 45 minutes into the uh, conversation, she just abruptly ended and said, well, I got to go, it's Amy Alcott's birthday and I'm invited to the party. And that, that was about it. So um, that's surely and, for and, you. And she was, yeah, she was. I mean, she had a game plan. She had her evening planned out, and she gave me uh, a, a great interview. But it was just very amusing how she sort of abruptly ended and said, "Well, I gotta go." Um, but anyways, I loved having her on, and, and would love to have Can her I back. Do- um, so, yeah, Can I ahead. tell you about? Go ahead. We we met at the uh, at, uh, National Intercollegiate Golf Tournament in um, Ohio State. We met there at the tournament in 1948. She won it in 47. I won it in 49. And we have been friends ever since. That's over 60 years, isn't it? And we talk on the phone yep. three or four times a week. There are three three of us founders still living, Shirley and Marlene right. uh, Foster and I. And uh, we keep in touch with other, each other. Uh, Shirley's 91 and... I'm 89, and we're still clicking along. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, trouble, we're honored trouble, that you trouble. are. Trouble, 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 let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I can let imagine. Me, let me just. Let me tell you a little yeah, bit let me more just about quick, I'm sorry, go sure, ahead. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. What, what oh, I was going to oh. say was um, I, I wanted to just let the folks know, first off, about the tournament coming up real quick, and then um, uh, you can, by all means, finish your, your thought. Um, the tournament is, uh, of course, the uh, Maryland Smith Charity Pro-Am, and it's going to be uh, on Monday, October 1st uh, at the uh, Tuscany Falls at Pebble Creek in Goodyear, Arizona. 
of course, benefiting the Marathon, uh, Marilyn Smith uh, Scholarship Fund, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, Marilyn, sorry, go ahead. Please finish your thought, and then Cindy, I want you to, oh, no, uh, to go jump ahead in. and talk about the tournament. That's great. I appreciate you telling about it. Uh, Debbie and I are co-chair of the tournament, and uh, we have a great committee. And last year we made $166,000, and we awarded $35,000 scholarships to help young women go to college. See, I, I hurt my knees playing golf, and I never had knee replacement. So my passion is now uh, to raise money for this scholarship fund. That's what I we work on about 11 months out of the year. Right. Right, and you guys do a fantastic job. Um, Cindy, go ahead. Let's we'll, we'll open up a little bit about the tournament, but uh, I know you've, as I said, you've got some questions. I'm sure for for Marilyn and Debbie. Well, tell us how the kids get um, awarded the scholarships. What do they have to do to follow the process? Because I teach an awful lot of junior girls. Good. Well, um, they they apply at the LPGA Foundation and at the LPGA, and they have to. Uh, it goes on academics, community service, and golf. And um, you can, we had about over 100 people that applied for the scholarships last year. And they come Marilyn, from, they can, if, they can if go I to can any interject, If I can go interject ahead. here, it's, it's lpgafoundation.org, and there is a section on the website where it has the various scholarships that are available. And... Okay. Maryland's is there as well. And the thing that's important that I think is so fantastic is there are, there are, I believe, four different scholarships available. And the other scholarships, aside from Maryland's, they award one $5,000 scholarship a year. And through Maryland's efforts, as well as those who are helping her, we award 30 of those. And as part of wow. the application process, yes, as part of the application process, so there's an application, and similar to other grants, there are letters of recommendation, there are grades, there, and, in, and then there's an essay that the, the student has to write. And what's fascinating in the essays, there are several of us who evaluate and on a point basis, we're looking for specific things within those applications, the essays and the letters from, the, from, the, from a coach, from a business person, as well as from a teacher or a, or a counselor at school, someone, someone in the school system other than the, the, the golf coach. And it's very important that we, we hear the passion leap off the page from, from that student, as well as how the money is going to impact, how it's going to help her move forward. And if that's not addressed, well, unfortunately she gets dinged for that. But it, it's, it's <laughs> fascinating to read. These, these girls are, as Marilyn said, they are they're amazing because they're all doing community service. They're already, they already play golf and they're accomplished with that. Whether they're going to move forward playing golf or not, golf has gotten them somewhere and taught them uh, some life skills that are very, very important. They have to do community service and they have to have great grades. Can wow. I can I mention uh, one? I think that Debbie. Sure. Uh, go ahead. Caroline yeah, Inglis uh, received one of my scholarships, and she's playing the tour now. And I was fortunate enough to meet her and followed her around at the Founders Cup last mm -hmm. March. And uh, 
she's a fine young girl and got one of the scholarships, so it's fun to see that uh, she's on the tour. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I want to also just very quickly, and then, Cindy, I'm going to jump back to you. Uh, I want to just mention something here because I think it's it's very important just so that the listeners can get appreciate some of the powerhouses of, of women's golf that have been past honorees uh, through through your, your tournament. Uh, of course, Kathy Whitworth, who uh, Cindy and I was – I had the honor of having her as our very first guest here on the Women of Golf Show five years ago uh, and just uh, was just an amazing um, woman to have on the show, just, uh, again, full of, of knowledge and, and, and wealth uh, about and love for the game. Uh, of course, the late uh, Carol Mann we've had on the show a couple of times, and unfortunately we lost her uh, not too long ago. Uh, and as I mentioned, Shirley Spork, of course, uh, who I had the opportunity to interview, but, uh, again, another powerhouse in golf. Uh, Hollis Stacy, uh, Patty Sheehan, Nancy Lopez, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, many people know Judy Rankin, Donna uh, Capone, Betsy King, and of course Joanne Carner. So these are all great uh, leaders and women uh, in their own rights, uh, Marilyn. But obviously uh, have been honored uh, through your um, tournament and so forth in, in past. Um, I want you to maybe just talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, Marilyn, um, just about the importance not just so much of of helping these young ladies that you're doing through your 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 fund your scholarship funds um but some of the life lessons that you're hoping they're going to learn along the way life lessons oh that's a good one i haven't never been asked that before well you know the golf teaches it a lot teaches us a lot it teaches a lot about ourselves too uh it teaches etiquette and um oh golly Help me. Uh, I'm having. I'm, I'm going blank here. Debbie, go ahead. Debbie, if you help me. In. I don't know. <laughs> I've lost it. It's time for well, me I to go think... now. And have bye. <laughs> <laughs> it is not time for you to go. Well, let's take Carolyn Inglis as an example. And when sure. she was an incoming freshman to college, uh, she she had a lot of uh, struggle within her family because her dad had recently been diagnosed with with leukemia and she was the she's the first to say that being able to not only receive the scholarship but but Marilyn writes letters you know that that inspiration to keep going and to move forward Um, and I think that golf in itself is one of those one of those activities that helps us persevere and and when you talk about as far as some of the things that Marilyn just mentioned, when you the things that you can learn about yourself as well as learn about others, some of the things that we like to – well, I'm the, I'm the first to admit that when I interviewed people, I would take them to go play golf because here <laughs> I was president of a company, and that's probably intimidating enough to have an interview with, with the president, but to do it with a woman and on the golf course, um, you know, I always watched for – Things like when when you're in a difficult situation, when the other person was in a, in a tough spot, how did he handle himself? Uh, you know, did he did he just roll with the roll with the flow? Did he make excuses? Was he was he aggressive? Was he a risk taker or was he risk averse? I mean, those are a lot of things that you can learn about others and and still know that people are learning about yourself. But it is a lot about how how we how we handle ourselves, and as Marilyn says, you, you learn a, you learn a skill set about respect, 
and about integrity and perseverance. A lot of the first T-related tenets that that exist with courtesy and responsibility and confidence and and overall sportsmanship. Those are things that you carry into your workplace. There are things that you carry into your relationships and your families and with your friends. It's it's powerful. And, and also, uh, Ed and Cindy and Debbie, it's a game of a lifetime. Uh, mm. Lots of other sports you have to quit, you know, at a certain age, but you can play forever. And um, also, it's a great family sport. You know, like the the father and the mother can play with the children, make a foursome. It's just wonderful. I think Debbie has a, a daughter that plays golf, and I don't know about her son, but her husband does. He has dancing feet when he swings. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn's always telling him to hold his finish. Hold your finish. <laughs> <laughs> to teach um, golf after I played the tour, and uh, it was fun to, uh, to teach and to uh, see people get better, you know, and uh, give them different tips. There's one, can I tell you one tip that was told me that um, no one ever had told me when I was taking lessons, and that was sure, please. the forefinger four and thumb of the right hand and the toe of the club to the target. And if you do that, you hit the ball straight every time. That was taught to uh, uh, Mickey Wright and Ruth Jessen and me by Harry Pressler, uh, a golf teacher out in California, and I think that now you just got a hundred dollar lesson right there on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I want to, Cindy. Then. I want to ask you something. Yeah, Cindy. I want you to to uh, jump in here as well. But I want to ask you something because Cindy obviously teaches uh, obviously a variety of people. But as she mentioned a moment ago, particularly a lot of young girls, and I know that there's um, a, a lot of life lessons in addition to golf skills that she teaches them. Cindy, how important is it when you're working with some of these young ladies, is it to, to make sure that not only do they understand how to, you know, put the club face on the ball, but understanding from the sort of the, the mental side of things uh, to conduct themselves out in the golf course? How, uh, how important is that? It's probably more important than how they hit the ball. <laughs> Don't you think? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Marilyn? Um, oh, I think you're right. I bet you're a good teacher. Where Where do you teach? In up in the Northeast? Buffalo. Buffalo oh, wow, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I hope I get to meet you sometime. Well, I have I've a, met a, you a few times, but it's been a while since I've seen you, and you are the best. How long have you been teaching golf, Cindy? How long have you been involved in the game? As a youngster, did you start I've been playing? I'm a member of the LPGA since 1979. Oh, good. Yeah, I played on the tour for three years, and then I uh, married a PGA Tour player, Alan Miller, and I've been teaching since 1983. That's great. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and she does a fantastic... How to behave is, is really important. Are you what? I said teaching students how to behave on the golf course is very important. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Does your husband there was, play pretty good? There was one day I Go was ahead. I went over to a, a golf course where I had to pick something up, and I had my son with me, and he was in grade school at the time. And he'd taken some introductory lessons as part of, part of an extracurricular 
program after school. And so he came out of the car with me as we were walking through the parking lot to to go into the clubhouse. And he he grabbed my hand and he said, Mom, we have to be walk respectfully. We're at the golf course. <laughs> Right. The parking lot, but he he knew he had been had been drilled into him that there's a whole different code of honor for, around golf. Great. Right. Well, and that that is so true. And you know, Cindy and I have had uh, the honor and pleasure of of really speaking with a lot of the young. Uh, up-and-coming players on the Symmetra Tour each week. We get to interview the winners, of course, of the various events. And it's amazing, Cindy, would you agree that how together these young ladies really are? I mean, how not just uh, about their game, but just as, as overall individuals, just how really with it they, they are. Absolutely. It's amazing. They're so mature. I, I think, well, the game teaches you life lessons. We all know that. It's just absolutely amazing how smart they are how committed they are how well they know themselves it's it's awesome what this game will do for people yeah and it and you know as Cindy said that they really understand themselves you know we've had some players um Marilyn and Debbie who have come on and and through various um, parts of their career either maybe have sustained uh, a minor injury that has taken them out of the game for a little while and they've had to cope with that um, sort of mental fortitude, if you will, to get themselves back in shape and, and, and get back out on the golf course. And then there's others, Cindy, uh, uh, we just had, I believe it was last week, um, um, where you know she actually felt that she lost a little bit of her game, if you will, along the way, and really was struggling on whether she was going to get, you know, stay in the game or, or you know, get the heck out. And she decided to really dig deep. So golf teaches you a lot of things that can help build a foundation, I believe, um, again, not only on the golf course, but in life as well. There's so many lessons. So I want to talk a little bit more about the tournament. Um, there's some other things, and, and Debbie, obviously, you can help out here. Um, you know, in addition to um, uh, obviously participating in the event, there's some great ways um, that they can donate uh, to help out through the uh, different scholarship funds. So um, maybe, Debbie, if you want to just sort of touch on that, some of the great ways that they uh, can donate uh, and, and get involved in that way and where they can go to, to uh, get more information. Absolutely, because I think you're right. There are a lot of people who aren't able to come out to Phoenix to play in the tournament. There is a Sunday tea the day prior, which is a meet and greet, and Ron Syrak comes and interviews Marilyn and Shirley, as well as our participating honoree this year, Sandra Palmer, um, it, which is a wonderful event. It's free. It's open to the public, and anyone is invited to come. Um, yet, for those who aren't you know, able to, to participate that way, Marilyn has the uncanny ability to acquire things that are available in a, a silent auction and a raffle. And, you know, she can just call up Rolex and say, would you no, please no, come I met, to watch? No, honey, I didn't call him up. I went to a tournament and met this lady at Rolex. I met well, her. you've nurtured that relationship, and, and, and now you're in a position to simply make a phone call is, is, is really the point. And um, because you are the queen, you know that. <laughs> At any rate, 
At any rate, so there is a raffle, and I do believe that the Rolex will look good on anyone. And the first, there are three draws, and the first draw is for the Rolex watch. The second is for a ping putter that Marilyn used to win a tournament. And the third is a ping driver. It's a certificate so that someone can go get fit and go ahead and get a driver. And in order to purchase a raffle ticket, which will set you back $10, you can go to msmithproam.com, msmithproam.com, and select the register button, and then you'll see the options for buying the raffle tickets will be toward the top there. So that's that's one way. And if also on msmithproam.com, if you don't want to purchase raffle tickets, that's okay. You can simply make a donation. There's a Donate Now button. And then later this week, and Ted, I'll have to follow up with you, and perhaps you can help us get the word out, we'll have our okay. our auction our auction will go will be online and that will go live and there are some pretty amazing things that are in this auction that um that you won't find elsewhere so for example you you mentioned Carol Mann earlier we have a player card yes. signed by Carol Mann and and clearly that's priceless and you're not going to find another one of those anywhere there's a uh, a signed Kathy Whitworth player card, as well as one for Joanne Carner. And we even have a 1947 Louise Suggs signed scorecard from the 1947 Women's Western Golf Association, their Open Championship. It's in mint condition. She signed it twice, and she actually won that tournament. It was considered a major tournament, and she beat... She won it as an amateur, in fact. She beat Dorothy Kirby in match play. So anyhow, there's some amazing things that will be in the auction that for anyone who's a collector um, or just a lover of golf will want to have. There's even a um, a Pack-signed um, uh, uh, U.S. Open golf ball from from when she won. So just some oh. some fascinating collector things. Debbie, can I just add Perfect. one thing? Like one mm-hmm. uh, one ticket for ten dollars, three for twenty five, and seven tickets for fifty dollars. On the raffle mm-hmm. On the raffle, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So to increase that. Well, I, I think that's fantastic that you've got so many great uh, items uh, available through the silent auction. And yes, by all means, Debbie. Uh, once you've got all the the particulars together, send that off to me, and I'll make sure that I put that out through uh, all of my social media. Uh, networks and that as well just to to give it an extra push um i, I know that Thank you know you. cindy you're, you're very welcome always welcome we're we're glad to help out anyway um Ted, you know cindy you, you play yeah sorry go ahead yep go ahead where, where do you live well, where live do you live in panama city i live in panama city beach florida but i'm originally from canada oh wow i was hoping you could come to our tournament but i guess you can't at least you could play in it did you, did you come and play in it? You know Are I, you an amateur? No, I'm actually a golf professional as well. Um, I would love to to play in it. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I can't this year because I won't be here. But uh, I may uh, I may have to pencil it in for next year. How's that? Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, I Good. would love that um, by all means. But in in the meantime, uh, Cindy and I will be more than happy to. Uh, uh, to help uh, plug it and, and, and raise awareness for really a great cause. You know, Sydney and I are, are very passionate about obviously growing the game in general, but particularly in women's golf, and that's one of the reasons why we do this particular program. 
um, we get to really have the honor and pleasure of speaking with some um, great ladies like yourselves and, and as I said, some of the up-and-comers uh, that are new to the game. And, and Cindy, um, you know, as a player, you've had the opportunity to, to battle it out there in the field, if you will. Um, I want you to maybe explain for our audience a little bit just some of the challenges and really how difficult the game can be and some of the things that you do to, to sort of overcome it when you're faced with different challenges. You know what? I think I'd rather hear it from Marilyn than she is the okay. found, one of the founders <laughs> of the LPGA. Give me the question. Give me the question. All right, I'll shorten it because I can get a little long-winded, so I'll shorten it. Talk about, Marilyn, if you wouldn't mind, about some of the challenges that you face as a golf professional out on the golf course and oh, what you do your own... to overcome it. Well, I'll yes, tell you with what, your own uh, game. And... Well, when you're playing in a tournament, as I remember back, uh, my timing was very important, and uh, sometimes my timing would get off, so my my pro in Wichita, Kansas, would – uh, tell me to sing uh, sing a waltz tune like da 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 dum da dum, and then you, that kind of gets your back into <laughs> rhythmical right. things. Uh, sometimes under pressure, you know, when if you're close to winning or you're playing very well, and you think, gosh, maybe I'm going to shoot a 65 or something. Uh, I, I think your tempo probably. Do you find that true, Cindy? Too, in your in your playing? Uh, absolutely. We all start to try too hard. Yes, and uh, and make something of, happen uh, instead of allowing it to happen. Uh huh. Complete your swing and hold your finish, and uh, uh, try. And rhythm and tempo is so important because the transition, you know, from your backswing to your downswing is important, and being in the slot and all those things you do to hit a straight shot. And uh, sometimes it can be a quite a challenge when you're playing in a tournament and try to get all those factors. Going, and you don't want to think about too much either. You know, you can overthink. Well, Marilyn, um, you had a situation where you talked about you were one of the first lady pros to go left hand low. Oh my gosh, let me tell you about that. I was playing with Johnny Pot <laughs> back in the '60s, and he had his left hand low, and I tried it, and I thought. So I went out in the tournaments and tried it, you know, and used it, and it was doing very well. And everybody came up and said. Gosh, you look funny putting that way. Well, back in the 50s and 60s, a girl didn't want to look funny, so I changed, which was the worst thing I ever did because I was very bad putter for five feet in. I had a tendency to aim to the left. And this, you know, a left-hand low, as you know, squares your shoulders up, and uh, uh, it, it's a marvelous way to start. And I think when I'm teaching somebody, I always start in left-hand low. Do, do you teach that too, Cindy? I don't necessarily teach it, but what you just said about squaring up your shoulders, I think I'm going to try that because I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I, but, just, I, I think yeah. it's more about, Ted, when you were talking about some of the challenges on tour of being a player right. out there, that whole perception yeah. of, 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 of not wanting to, to, to look bad. And, and, Marilyn, there was another time that you were playing in a tournament and it kind of got down to the end. Um, if you can share the story, I think it was like on a par three, and it was a big downhill thing, and by the time you got down to the green, your ball had disappeared. 
I don't, I don't, oh, oh, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You mean in uh, Palm Springs, that tournament I was playing in, part three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I marked my ball, gave it to my caddy, and when I went to get my ball from him, he said, I don't have it. I said, well, I just gave it to you. No, no, I don't have it. And do you know that I had to play a lost ball because I couldn't find my ball, and he had it? And sometimes (laughs) these caddies, they would bet, and he was betting against me. Can you believe that? (laughs) Wow. Mm. I know it. And I missed the cut by one shot. Oh, man. (laughs) We have a lot of crazy things. Go ahead. I hope you gave him a... I hope you gave him a swift kick. No, that. you know, I was I was stupid. I kept him on as my caddy. I should have fired him. You know, but Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I must be screwy sometimes. I should have fired him <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what what ladies, what's interesting um you know, in this game as as we've we've talked a little bit about here is there are so many challenges that we we all a face when we're out in the golf course, whether it be, uh, you know, as, as Cindy and I do, whether teaching uh, the game or, or playing the game uh, as Marilyn and, and Cindy, you do. And it, it's amazing how many people, believe it or not, are drawn to the game today. Um, you know, we see through great organizations like Top Golf, and even though it's not classified as what we would consider traditional golf, it's, it's, it's tapping into a younger generation, getting them interested in the game and, and trying to create uh, sort of a fun atmosphere to get them sort of at least enthusiastic because unfortunately the perception still is out there that golf and, and uh, Marilyn, you kind of mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier uh, when you first, you know, talked about golf was it didn't really look like a whole lot of fun chasing this white ball around. Well, that's what a lot of people's perception today still is. So, um, when you talk to Marilyn, some of the, the young ladies that, whether it be through the scholarship fund or just in general, how do you explain golf to them today? Oh, you mean like new players, young young girls that are taking yes. up the game? Well, I tell them, yes. you know, that it's a life, life uh, you can play forever, you know, when you're old and you can – it's like I said before. It's a good family sport, and it's a great challenge. It's a you never. It's something you never master. It's very hard to hit a a, a, a ball that's not moving, and you have to have lessons, golf lessons. You're just gonna go out there and swing a golf club and hit a ball. And so the main thing is to go to a a good golf teacher. We have a lot of wonderful women golf teachers, as Cindy is, and and take some lessons. Mm-hmm. Take a series of lessons. And you'll enjoy the game because you get better. And the better you get, the more you're going to enjoy it. And uh, you see these young girls at, uh, oh, gosh, eight, nine years old, and uh, they swing the club, and they they have this special uh, event, you know, down at the Masters where those kids come, yes. you know, drive, p- pitch, and putt. Yep. Isn't that great yep. to see those youngsters and how well they play? And I think that's uh, for sure. Fastest growing thing are our girls golf. Golf is really, uh, I think more more girls are taking up the game now than ever before. Yeah, that's, that that's you're exactly right, Marilyn. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> perfect. Um, actually, uh, just to throw out a quick stat, and then Cindy, I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh, I know you've got uh, maybe another question here. Um, that women in golf right now, you're right, is the fastest, especially young girls uh, from age probably about 13. 
12, 13, right up to uh, early 30s, uh, mm-hmm. represents probably about 30 to 35 percent of all new golfers coming into the sport. So it's certainly uh, the LPGA organization and and many of the great teacher professionals and uh, players and and legends of the game like yourself, Marilyn, have really done a, a phenomenal job in really introducing it to young girls. Um, Cindy, go ahead, and, and I know you've got another question here, and then we'll sort of wrap it up with uh, um, uh, about the tournament again. Marilyn, tell us um, one story that really changed your life and made a difference in your career. One story, gosh. Boy, what a question. I haven't I've never thought of that. One say it again. One one story one that changed story my life of something that happened that changed your life and your career. Well, that's that what happened with my baseball, you know, coming home and that changed my life forever. I wasn't going to pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, which yeah. I wanted to do, and so that was uh, taking up golf. That was a uh, that was a big challenge and uh, changed my life forever. And and what a wonderful way to meet people. You know the the great recollections that I have. A lot of people say those are the people that in those smaller towns like Spartanburg and Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, that had tournaments for us when they couldn't afford, you know, to have the men's tournaments. And those people mm-hmm. that that, that uh, had tournaments for us, that was the greatest joy. And, uh, and you know, also the, one of the main things that really was wonderful, that we were like a family. Only 13 of us started. As you know, we had amateurs that played with us in the tournaments to make up the field. And I've met some wonderful amateurs that uh, we've kept in contact all these years. And it, you meet so many wonderful people through golf. That's that's been probably the big, greatest uh, joy of my life. And, I, and through golf, I met Debbie Wakers, and and what a great friend we we have become. I learned so much from her. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And um, she paid. You don't get out dollars. much, do you, Marilyn? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so there you have it, Ted. Anyway. I, I, you have a great voice, Ted. You ought to be on the radio. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I if I can, meet, I if I can share a, a quick, if I can share a quick yes, story. Um, so this past weekend, Angela Stanford, as you know, uh, successfully won the Avion, and so uh, Angela, she's just a a wonderful, wonderful woman, and she is a, one of the sponsors of Maryland's uh, of the uh, tournament that we have. And shortly afterwards, Marilyn and I spoke on the phone. It was early in the morning, and just you know, wasn't that exciting? And blah blah blah, you know, just celebratory. And Marilyn is is sitting there crying tears of joy for right along with Angela. She and cried. I had yes. sent. And I, I had been- I had sent I had sent Angela just a quick congratulatory email, and by golly, she actually took the time to respond in the midst of all her basking. And I let her know that Marilyn and I that Marilyn had shared the the tears of joy with her. And Angela responds and says, "Wow, please give please give her a hug for me and thank her. One thank you is never enough, but please let her know how thankful I am for her." 
And something that I don't know if many of you are aware, so of course Marilyn has written Angela a letter, and I believe you've also written Amy Olson a letter. Is that correct, Marilyn? I'm going to. She didn't win, but I'm going to say, although she didn't win, she played golf, and I'm sure she'll win win many tournaments. Nice so, person. <laughs> a nice person. What goes around comes around here, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn keeps encouraging and nurturing others who are on who are on the tour, even those who did not necessarily win. She's writing a letter every week, pretty much, to the winner, just to say congratulations and to let them know that she's thinking of them and that they've that 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 she has a fan. And um, can, can you imagine how that must feel to to get a congratulatory letter from? one of the LPGA co-founders. I, Marilyn, you are a gift, yep. and you just keep on giving and encouraging and nurturing. I am so blessed to have you in my life. Oh, well, you're going to make me we cry. Now, don't... <laughs> it's too early <laughs> to cry. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, oh. definitely some, some great, great words. Thank you for that, um, Debbie. Um, I just want to remind everybody very quickly, if I can, um, as we're, we're getting close to having to wrap up our time here. Uh, for those tuning into the, the show this morning, just a reminder that the 10th annual Marilyn Smith uh, LPGA Charity Pro-Am is going to be taking place uh, two weeks from yesterday, on uh, Monday, October 1st, uh, 2018, at the Tuscany Falls at Pebble Creek in Goodyear, Arizona. And uh, Debbie, I'm just going to let you sort of take it from there. For those that want to uh, maybe reach out, learn more about it, or participate through donations very quickly how they can go about doing that again. If you would simply go to msmithproam.com, and there is contact information there both for Marilyn and for myself to reach out if, there's, if you're looking to make a donation or if you're looking to participate in some way. And the day prior, whether or not you play golf, maybe there's someone that you are encouraging, maybe it's some, a, a, a youngster, the Sunday tea that will be at Orange Tree Golf Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona, where Ron Syrak will interview the players. There will be an expo with various golf organizations. Jack Grace USA Shoes will be there. And then we'll also have a silent auction. Marilyn will be and Shirley will be signing copies of their books there. And it's just a, a, a nice love fest with a lot of history in the room that, that will be shared. It's a great way for someone to come and speak, meet and greet and speak and learn and ask questions of, of these wonderful, wonderful, amazing, trailblazing women. Can I say Fantastic. something about my book? You certainly can. Go ahead, Marilyn. Have, I've written a book, Have Clubs Will Travel, and... Um, if someone wants it, $20 plus $3 shipping, I could personalize it and mail it to them. That's if also available wants. on the tournament website. You can buy a copy of Marilyn's book at msmithproam.com. Yeah, but you can't. Per, I can't Perfect. personalize it. Yeah. Yes, you can. You certainly can, yes. Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just did. No, I, you just I did. can't do it if I don't have it. <laughs> That's when I call you and tell you who to send the book to. <laughs> yeah, that'll. I'm I'm sure Marilyn that uh, Debbie will help you find a way to do that. What a what a great uh, what a great treasure. Well, ladies, unfortunately, our our hours wrapped up. I can't believe how fast it went by. And and uh, I want to oh on goodness. behalf of Cindy and I, we want yeah we want to thank both uh, 
uh, Debbie Wakus, and of course, uh, legendary Marilyn Smith uh, for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. And again, just to remind everybody that October 1st, Monday, October 1st, uh, that uh, the Marilyn Smith uh, uh, Charity Pro-Am will be playing in Arizona, and I'll read out very quickly again uh, in a moment uh, where that's going to be. And if you want to learn more about the tournament or uh, maybe somehow be involved through a donation uh, or you can purchase uh, Marilyn's book, uh, go to msmithproam.com and you'll get all of the great information there, including how you can uh, donate as well. And as always, uh, I urge everybody to support the LPJ Foundation and also the LPJ uh uh, organization in general. There's a lot of great people involved in that. Ladies, thank you very much for joining us uh, this morning on the Women of Golf. It's been a pleasure. And Debbie, of course, please let me know when you have the information uh, for the silent auction. I'll, we'll be sure to uh, to get that out there as well. But thank you for joining us this morning. Thank, thank you, you so Kevin. much. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, great, thank great you. talk. God have bless. All right. Bye bye. God bless. You too. Bye bye. All right. Um, as I said, the October 1st at Tuscany Falls at Pebble Creek in Goodyear, Arizona, uh, the Maryland Smith LPJ Charity Pro-Am Tournament will be taking place to, of course, benefit the Maryland Smith uh, Scholarship Fund. Uh, so please, uh, again, visit the website msmithproam.com to learn more about the tournament and how you can uh, help out a great uh, and worthy cause. Um, what a, a, a treasure, um, Cindy, uh, we just got a moment or two, but uh, that Marilyn is still at this stage of her life, uh, not only involved in golf um, through her tournament and, and other uh, functions, but just always wanting to, to do something to give back. Absolutely. How lucky are we? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, she she just has a way of, of just, you know, um, reaching out and, and helping others and, and I mean, to, to be able to do 30 uh, scholarship funds like that every year, that, that's amazing. I mean, that's just somebody that really is passionate about what she does. And I think, and, and obviously you can tell in her voice that she still enjoys being a part of, of, of golf. And, um, you know, she's still going strong. So God bless her. Um, Absolutely. I know you, yeah, I know you're going to be off. Where are you going next week? I remind everybody here, and I'm going to be, the sort of batching LPGA, it if you will, on the show. Yeah, the LPGA Regional Summit in Savannah, and it's called the Savannah Swing. And there's a pro am and a pro pro, and the summit. And then we have an executive committee meeting. So I am not able to be on the show. So Ted, you're going to have to do it all by yourself. Yeah, I'm going to have to wing it all by myself. Um, but uh, you'll come and give us an update when you come back the following week. But uh, I will I will figure something out for next week. All right. Well, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, again, we want to thank Debbie Wakus and Marilyn Smith for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, again, what an honor and a pleasure. And for those of you tuning in each and every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, thank you very much. Keep uh, continuing to tune into the show, help spread the word. We want to help grow the game, particularly in women's golf. Um, so we will see you, or I will see you next Tuesday as Cindy is off on another adventure, and uh, she'll join me the following week. But uh, God bless everybody. Uh, have a great week, and thank you for joining us uh, on the Women of Golf. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Bye.